0: Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison-Bauer. Jodi used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jodi will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jodi Harrison-Bauer. Happy holidays, everybody, and welcome to
1: Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison-Bauer, and I am recording today from cold Miami. It is freezing up north. I think it's about 10 degrees that I left to come down to Miami to be with my daughters for my birthday, which is December 27th, when I will be 62 years old. And now that my daughter's place is very quiet without her dog, I decided to record a show because I will be flying back home on On the day that I normally record the live show. So happy holidays, everybody. And I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. And I hope that this has been a year that has transformed you for the better, that you've learned more about yourself and you are ready to go into the new year as your most fearlessly authentic person. Because here Every single week, when I have a show on fearlessly authentic, it is either myself or with a guest that we delve deep into why somebody has been able to live the most fearlessly authentic life. And it's not always possible because we're, if you're always learning and you're always evolving, then you're always trying to be your most fearless and authentic self. And I feel that the reason I love the name of the show and the reason I named the show Fearlessly Authentic is because I am a self proclaimed scaredy cat. I was always afraid to take risks, and we'll get into that later today in the show. But my guests and I talk about either how they've overcome fears and other obstacles that stop them from living their authentic life, overcoming shame and judgment fear, or they've created products or services that are helping people to live in their truth. Because being fearlessly authentic is living in your truth, owning who you are, standing in your power. All of those things are about authenticity. And I'm sure you all know my story, but now, by now, this is a solo show that I wanted to do to reflect on this past year and share with you some of the things that I've gone through. As we know the struggle, there's the struggle and there's the strength. So in order to get stronger, we sometimes need to go through the struggle. And believe me, I know struggle leads to strength. I if you are struggling right now in a relationship, in a job, wherever you are in life and you're struggling some how or another, I promise you, promise you, promise you that you are getting stronger from this struggle. I have been there. My daughters have been there. My good friends have been there. And when you meet somebody and they tell you there was no struggle at any time in their life, well, first of all, they're pretty damn lucky. Uh, Secondly, I don't necessarily believe them because if you think about it, there's always some kind of struggle in your life. And that's just to make us more more stronger, (laughs) not the right grammar. It's to make us stronger and to learn from it. Because if you look behind you and you connect all the dots from behind you to where you are now, you say, oh, that's why that happened. Oh, I understand that now. And I've always been a proponent of believing that everything does happen for a reason. And I know there are a lot of people that don't agree with that and say that you are in charge of your own destiny we are if we also open our hearts and our minds but i truly believe things happen for a reason and that's the way i live my life so i want to thank you all for listening to the show it's almost 3 years that we've had fearlessly authentic it is um there are over 100 countries listening to the show and i'm just so grateful for all of you for checking in every week and to hear from you and subscribing, reviewing, rating, giving us a five-star rating. I'm just so grateful for it, and I want to hear more from you about what you want to hear of me and bring on what types of guests. The shows that I love doing the most are ones about relationships, uh, sexual wellness and health, because no matter what age you are, and mental wellness. So relationships are very, very complicated, whether it's with your significant other or it's with a family member. There are a lot of people. So to start off the show, I want to talk a little bit about a few of the things that happened to me in my life this year that I learned from that I want to share with you. So last year, the day after my birthday, December 28th, my mom passed away. She suffered from a stroke in 2015 and she has been in a nursing she had been in a nursing home the whole time and I had a very I would say um complicated complex relationship with my mother um she lived kind of vicariously through me and told me so and I know being the firstborn of three girls I know that she put a lot of what she had not accomplished in her life into me. I didn't feel the pressure, but at some, at many points in our adult relationship, there was um, some toxicity and what I learned to do. And I did not realize I was doing this was I would pull away from her because that's how I protected my mental wellness. And my mom did, as wonderful as she was and did her best as a mom, she did a lot of things to hurt me. I don't think she knew how to do things differently, but it wasn't always unconditional love. And it was very conditional with her. And so what I did was I protected myself. I heard somebody talk on a show the other day about narcissistic parents and my dad was passive, but that also made him toxic, but I'm not, I'm not a professional here. I'm not a therapist, but it's. I think it was called gray rocking. I'm not sure if that is the right term, but it's sort of like when you go silent. You want to blend in. You don't want to cause any type of um, stirring, stirring up the pot of any sort, because you just want to keep everything very, very calm. So, I started realizing all of these things after my mom had her stroke. And decided to do a deep dive into why I did a lot of things in the relationship with her. And I have two younger sisters who did things, their relationship was different. Like, if you're a parent or you're a child, you realize that your parents don't teach treat every single one of your siblings the same way. And if you have children even though you think that you're treating them as equally as possible, because that's what I attempted to do and still do, even though I have adult children that, you know, we have different body language. We have different conversations with them. Doesn't mean we love them less or more. It's just, it's like with our friends, we have different relationships with them. So I decided to really go deep and figure out everything and understand why I had the kind of relationship that I had with my mom. And I think it brought me some peace. And so if you are struggling with somebody in your family and you don't really understand why it feels off when you're around them, or if you talk to your siblings about it or another relative about it, and they don't really understand where you're coming from saying oh i I never saw that in her. She doesn't treat me like that. Then I suggest very strongly that you find a therapist of some sort who can help you take that journey back to your childhood. That was not a place I ever ever wanted to go, not it just seemed like a lot of work. I wasn't scared. well, maybe I was a little scared of what i would what i w- would discover. But I sort of pushed it under the rug. I shoved it under the rug. But having both parents gone now, I felt that I, f- I felt empowered to, I had the confidence to really be honest with myself as to who they were, especially my mom. My dad and I got along really, really well. But he stuck up for my mom a lot, as a husband should. But when there are children involved, it gets very complicated. And I think when my parents' generation, my my parents were born in the 30s, uh, they didn't get married particularly young. Um, My dad was 30 when I was born and my mom was 26. So they weren't babies by any means, but they didn't have a lot of life experiences. My dad had a little bit more only because he was in the Air Force he um did ROTC in order to go to college so he was he did that so he he was able to see a bit of the world but you know they didn't have a lot of life experiences and they were very much virgins in the world and probably sexually and and just worldly, worldliness so i do not blame my mother for how she raised me and how she treated me. All I knew when I had my daughters was that I had to do things differently. And I didn't really understand why, but I knew that I did want to do something. I was going to raise them differently because I knew that there were flaws in the way my parents raised me. I didn't have any boundaries. There wasn't a lot of discipline Luckily, I guess I was a good kid, so they didn't have to do anything. I got good grades. It didn't cause any trouble. I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs or anything like that. But if you are struggling and grieving somebody in your life, maybe it is a parent, and you are scared to do that deep dive, I really want to encourage you to go there. It will make you stronger. It will, if you are a parent, it will make you a better parent. But it was hard. It was really hard to accept the things that I knew were always there, but I didn't want to accept. And I could talk to one of my sisters about it, but not the other. It's just, you know, family dynamics. So I also did something to honor my mom. I, she loved to dance, and I uh, took ballroom dancing when I was in seventh grade. I didn't want to. My mom wanted me to. She wanted me to learn how to dance and you know, proper etiquette. I went to modeling school, all of this stuff. So in honor of her, in memory of her, I decided to go full in. To um ballroom dancing. And I started to learn cha cha, rumba, samba, jive, and pasa doble. I competed in three competitions in six months. It took up a lot of time. It was a lot harder than I ever thought. I thought I was, I am coordinated, but it's it's a very different type of dancing. And I have never done that before. I was really proud of myself. I came very far. I did really well. I won. um, I think my first show, I came in like third or fourth. The second show, I think I came in like second. And then the last show I did, I came in first. And I really thought that I was going to continue. I had an amazing instructor who danced with me from the Ukraine, a professional dancer. Shout out to Vlad. He was amazing. He's so talented. But I, I felt my mom's energy with me, so that was a beautiful thing. And I felt like from the therapy that I was going through during the same time I was doing the dancing, also knowing that the end to my studio was coming nearer. Uh, to the end of the year. So this was like in June, I stopped dancing because I had an opportunity. So what, just to go back a few seconds, I did a lot of dancing that totally outside my comfort zone. One thing my mom did was she encouraged me to do everything that I could. She told me that I was a winner. She told me that there was nothing in the world that I couldn't do that I had the ability to do anything that I wanted. So when I went into the big old world, um, I I never doubted myself. Every time I did something, I thought, of course, I'm going to do well. That was the way I was raised. That was the beauty and the way I was raised, is that I thought I could do anything. And so I always approached everything with, I got this. So when it was competing in fitness shows, competing in Latin dancing, opening up a studio, trying out for Sports Illustrated, getting divorced, raising my children as a single mom, dating, I just had the attitude of, I got this. I don't know where it's going, but I feel like I'm in the right spot. And the biggest biggest move for me was... When I did get divorced 20 years, that was the biggest, biggest, biggest risk I took on myself, knowing that I wanted to provide a different role model to my daughters, to the one they saw in me. I didn't like who I was in my marriage. And I think that this was the other thing I realized, and I wanted to share with you as well, is I don't have many regrets in life and I do not regret getting divorced. Of course I regret breaking up my family. Even though a therapist told me you're not breaking up your family, you're just creating a new one. Well, I didn't do that. I I struggled for 4 or 5 years before I filed for divorce knowing that I wasn't my authentic self in the relationship. I was passive. And I was married to a man who was very successful, but was basically, I married my mother. He was a tyrant and we get along great now. It's only taken 20 years and I'm grateful for that. I have nothing bad to say about him. It's just, it was our dynamics. It was two firstborns It was two people that should have waited a little bit longer to get married. Um, And of course, the beautiful thing is, is that we ended up having two amazing, healthy children that we absolutely love and who are thriving and evolving and do a lot of work on themselves to become the best versions of themselves. Something I didn't learn from my family but in the work that I've done on myself in the last twenty years, um, I've been able to share with my children, of course. So, in my mom putting this this confidence into me, telling me, "Jody, you got this." Like, of course you got this. Of course you're going to win. Of course you're going to um, make the cheerleading squad. Of course you're going to get into this college. And everything that I did happened except I did not become captain of the cheerleading squad my senior year of high school. I still remember how sad I was about that day. I won't even get into it, but it was, I think the cheerleading coach didn't really like me. And I don't know why, but she liked these two other girls better and whatever. It, it was a million years ago, it was 1979 and 1978, I graduated in 1979 and. That was the one thing that I was really pretty confident that I would get, and I didn't. So that was one of the first disappointments I had in my life. And then going to college and getting a reality check, I went to a women's college. So little by little, I took what my mom and dad had said, you can do anything, Jody, to okay, Jody, reel it back a little bit and realize okay, this is what your parents are telling you and this is reality. You've got to find the balance in there somewhere. So in dealing with my mom's passing, I went I went deep. I went deep, 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 shared a lot with one of my sisters and did the competition. And then I knew again the studio I was going to be closing the studio and I had wanted to do it when I was 60 it just wasn't it just wasn't that easy so then I had an opportunity uh to be on a reality show and they reached out to me I thought it would be fun I knew that I was going to feel very uncomfortable, but that's what I share <laughs> on social media is about stepping outside your comfort zone, taking risks, just like I talked about taking the risk of getting divorced, being a single mom, starting to compete in fitness shows at the age of 47, opening up my own business at the age of 50. You know, all of those things I did, I took a risk and wasn't. Incredibly, if you asked my my coach, she would tell you, like, I was scared to death, but she pushed me out of my comfort zone. So this reality show reached out to me, and I went as far as almost making it. I truly believe, and this is part of what I want to talk about also, is manifesting, which is really what my mom was helping me do without using the word manifestation, she was trying to teach me to believe in myself. Like, you got this, Jody. Like, you always got this, Jody. It was always that. And that was Jody, you have to believe in yourself. We believe in you, and you need to believe in yourself. So I wasn't looking to be on a reality show. And when they reached out to me, I thought, sure, I think I could do this. But I'm not a kooky person. I'm not a silly person. I'm fun, but for the most part, I'm a pretty serious person. And this is where it it got to be tricky. And I was playing mind games with myself because as much as I wanted to be on a reality show and I thought this would be a cool platform to be on to start possibly being seen by producers in reality shows, this probably wasn't the best platform for me because it was probably going to make a complete frigging asshole out of myself. And the things that they have you do on the show are silly and contrived, and you kind of make an ass out of yourself. And I don't like to make an ass out of myself. I'm all about putting myself out there and trying new things, but I need to have some uh, dignity. And I just really thought that I was going to lose my dignity on this show. So I'm sharing this with you because... Being on a reality show was some, is something that I've always wanted to be on. So I've been maybe quietly manifesting it. So here it was, comes through on my DMs. It's like a perfect fit for what it was. And I'll be able to talk about it later. But it wasn't because I was really scared of making an ass out of myself. So I was sending the universe mixed messages. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this. Yes, I can do this. No, maybe I don't want to do this. Yes, I can. No, no, you don't want to do this. You're going to make an ass out of yourself. And it wasn't the fear of making an ass out of myself. It was losing my dignity. And you know, at, almost, at 61 years old, I don't need to be on a reality show and make a complete freaking asshole out of myself. So I was sending the universe very mixed messages. So I was away and I get the call from the producer that I was working with who said, "Um, hey, Jody, we just want to congratulate you that you um, made it to, I can never remember the name of this word. I didn't make it as a cast person. I made it as an alternate. So I was really, 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 really bummed out. I'm like, an alternate? How could I have been an alternate? They said, well, it could change. So, you know, somebody could get COVID. You don't know. So just like, don't even think of that word. Don't even think of it as alternate. Like just, you know, we want you to come to New York. We want you to do this. We want you to do that. And we'll see where it goes from there. So... I was so mad at myself because if I had manifested this, if I had really, really, really wanted this, I truly believe it would have happened. I know it would have because that. I just, I'm just, I'm just very good at believing in how things should happen. And I think it's my energy. And I've been told that I have really good energy from people who meet me. And when my mom was dying and she was in pain and I would put my hand over her and it would like calm her. And I I don't have any Reiki background or anything like that, thinking about getting certified in Reiki. But if you are really wanting to do something... And you see it, you know, you could do your vision board. I don't have the patience to do a vision board. If you could see yourself in that position, like I saw myself competing in fitness shows. I saw myself winning fitness shows when I did them. I saw myself, even though the the Latin dancing was so damn hard and I sucked at the beginning, like sucked so bad and was so embarrassed and I was going to give up. But I saw myself winning. But this show, I just didn't see it. I didn't see it. And if I go back and I think about when I tried out for Sports Illustrated, and I didn't make the first round, so I had to go to the open casting call in Miami. And then I just thought, screw it, I'm not doing that. If I didn't make it to the first round, through the first round, they didn't call me down there, screw it, I'm not going to do it. And that's when my daughter called me out on my bullshit. And she said, like, put on your big girl pants and get the hell down to Florida. So I did. And then I ended up like having such an impact all over the world, making global global headlines, Um being on the cover of the New York Post, the the story doing so well, they asked me to come back and do a Sunday spread. It was styled. It was, I, I like all I did was follow my gut on this whole thing. And it opened up a lot of doors for me in that I realized that I had a global reach. And I realized that I could impact more women's lives with my courage and my strength. If you told me that 20 years ago, I would tell you, I have no courage. I have no strength. Yes, my body is strong, but is my, my mind as strong as my body? No. So in, in getting the news about the, um, the reality show, all of a sudden I tried switching my mindset. I tried seeing myself in the show and you know what you guys, it just never happened. It never happened because it wasn't the right thing for me. What was the right thing for me is that I got to go there. I got to meet amazing human beings that I would have never, ever, ever met before. And so grateful for the experience, even though I didn't make it onto the show. And I'm glad that nobody got COVID because that's how I would have gotten onto the show. But the whole thing was, it just wasn't meant for me. It wasn't a good fit and when when you can't see yourself getting there when you can't see yourself actually doing that job or being in that relationship you can go to a vision board you could go to journaling you could do all of those things and maybe you'll see yourself getting there but for me I couldn't get there but I did I was really upset and I had to take a step back and figure out is it my ego speaking and damn, my mom said I could do every anything, right? So again, I had to go back to understanding my relationship with my mother as a child, as a grown up, um, as a grown woman, and even until the day she, she died. And she stopped talking about six weeks before she died. So from there, that was in the end of June, the beginning of July, my next focus was my studio and that i would be closing my studio and no longer have jody fit after training women for 33 years and i had already cut back on some things that i had offered at the studio and i was just sticking to one-on-one training which is really my first love it's where i thrive It's where my strength is. It's what's best for my clients because every single person is different. Just like I was talking about, every no matter how many children you have, you treat them all differently, even though you love them equally, you treat them differently because they have different personalities. So, what works for one child doesn't work for another. The same thing in a group fitness class. What may work for one girl doesn't work for another. So that's why I love one-on-one training. And so I did that until um, I was able to close my studio, which I desperately needed to do because I had other things in the works. And so I closed my studio at the end of September. And that was like another loss, even though I welcomed it. I needed for it to happen in order for me to move on and evolve. It's like as sad as it was for me to get divorced, I knew that in order for me to be the healthiest version of Jody, for me and for my daughters and for my friends, for everybody who was in my life, but mostly for my daughters, I needed to move on from my relationship. And In getting the divorce, I wasn't looking to get into another relationship. I knew eventually it would come when the right time was ready, but my focus was on me getting stronger, me getting better, finding my self-confidence, finding my self-esteem so I can be the best mom. So if you are in a relationship and you're struggling right now and you're not sure what to do, I'm going to tell you guys, men and women, just listen to your gut. It is a heart-wrenching decision to make. But you know in your gut what the best thing is. If you and your significant other can work it out, that's always the best version for the children. But if it's toxic, it's abusive, you got to get out. I didn't really have that situation. It just, sure, there were definitely toxic things about the relationship. Yes, there was probably a lot of verbal abuse those led to the toxicity and that led to the downfall of the relationship and it being irreparable. So that's why I had to do that. But I don't want you to feel like you have failed. It actually takes a lot of strength to recognize that something's not working and to communicate that to your significant other and try to work on it. And it can't work unless both parties are working on it. So that's that's my, that's my speech for relationships is that you've both got to work on it. Just like my relationship with my mother, if I needed her to respect my boundaries and understand why I was pulling back, she had to understand that there was something that was going on that wasn't healthy for me. And so I've learned to communicate things to other people that are important to me in my life even with my daughters, you know, if they're talking to me, they're having a bad day. So they're being bitchy to me. I will say to them, Hey, um, I don't like the way you're talking to me. This is me hanging up right now because that's me showing boundaries. So the grieving process continued as I closed the studio, just like with my mom dying, it was time for her to go even though it was sad. And I did, I also went away a lot. I was, I needed distractions. I needed to get away and breathe. I found that I needed air. I needed I needed to experience different things by going away, doing the Latin dancing, competing, finding that, that part of me again. And and then leading up to the studio closing, it was bittersweet because I miss all the women that I used to train. I'm so grateful for all of them, but they understood, you know, I've been doing this for a really, really, really long time, 33, over 33 years. And it was time for me to start focusing on the things that had become new passions of mine and fitness will always be at the core of who I am because in my opinion, you can't go off and get into a healthy relationship or get a job that you love and 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 have it continue to be successful for you, the relationship, the job, the friendships, if you're not working on yourself. And going to the gym isn't just about the physical health, it's about the mental well being. And if you haven't gotten to the gym yet and you're in your twenties, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you can start. You may not see the results you want to see at 60 and if you, you know, um, if you hadn't started in your twenties, but it's a lifestyle. It's it's something. It's at the core of who I will always be, and I will always preach about it. But I had other opportunities coming to me, and I really wanted to put my energy into that. So that was um, that was that took a lot of emotion out of me. So now I am just focused on the podcast. Focused on writing my memoir um, in the new year. And each year I pray, I manifest about being more evolved, stronger, more courageous, more authentic because I want to live as the most authentic being that I can be. Because I know that when I'm being my most authentic self, I'm being my most fearlessly authentic self. Then I feel more powerful, powerful for me to make decisions that will make my life more joyful, more fulfilling. So I'm very, in tune to what makes me happy, what makes me sad, what makes me stressed out and anxious. And right now, I feel like I'm being reborn. Right now, I am so excited about going into this new year, knowing that I honored my mom with therapy, She may not have liked the things that I've discovered about our relationship, and it was hard for me to handle, but it gave me a better understanding as to who I am, which helps me be a better human being in everything that I do with everybody that I encounter. So you've got to go through the struggle to get to the strength And I promised myself that I was gonna go deep into that therapy. And I wanna thank my therapist for that. And I'm continuing, I haven't stopped doing that because we've gotta continue to always grow. So with that additional knowledge and that understanding, I feel more powerful in standing in my truth. And I'm not afraid to talk about the far from perfect relationship I had with my mom. I'm not afraid to share it to help other people. I'm not afraid to say that it was toxic a lot of times. And I hope that what I've learned about myself and my experiences going through that process will help other people. I know that I've shared a lot of it with my sister and with my daughters, where I feel like it's helpful to them to understand where I've come from. And I realized that my ex-husband, you do, if you have a toxic parent, you do end up marrying your parent, which I did. Um, So I was, you know, smart and getting divorced. And I want you also to really, really trust in the way that you're thinking that if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. And I know that sounds really, really corny. But if your significant other doesn't seem to really understand you if your friends don't seem to really understand you and you know that you've done everything you can to explain who you are, what you're about, or they don't even accept you for the person they see right in front of themselves right in front of them, then maybe, maybe you're not hanging out with the right people. Maybe you're not married to the right person and you have to be truthful with yourself. And it's scary. It's very scary because going sideways sucks. So this is the year that I want you to believe in yourself. This is the year that I want you to be really honest with yourself. And I want you to go for everything that you want. And don't do the mind fuck on yourself like I did, even though the reality show decision was a good one. Um, But go there, go and be really honest with yourself. And sometimes being really honest can hurt somebody else. But if you explain your positioning, how you feel and why something's not working for you after you've told somebody or other people, friends, significant other, parents, why you're putting up these boundaries, why you're stepping back from the relationship, why you're ending the relationship. As long as you approach that with compassion and heart, that's all you can do. And remember, the strength comes from the struggle and the confidence comes from every single time you promise yourself that you're going to do something, whether it's standing in your truth, you're being fearlessly authentic, you're getting to the gym, you're eating right. You're not drinking alcohol, doing drugs, whatever it is that you want to stop doing. You want to live a clean, healthy life. Every single day you promise yourself you're doing that, you're going to build confidence. Every single time you're honest with somebody who's in your life, if it's not working, or it's wonderful this all doesn't have to be negative then as long as it comes with compassion and heart filled with love to so that person that's all you can do you are going to hurt people if you're honest because some people don't like you to be honest and depending on their personality they're not going to get it so i wish you a very merry christmas and a happy new year. And I want you to just go for it. Go for it. Be fearlessly authentic. Don't be scared. It's all going to work out because it's happening for a reason. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. And until next week, go live your most fearlessly authentic life. See you in 2023.
0: On Fearlessly Authentic, Jodi talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code PODCAST to get 25% off. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.